This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. Let's go to the bullpen with Adam the Bull on the Bet Rivers Network. We're talking with the great Terry Francona. I know everybody poo-poos baseball fights. They're like, hey, you go out there and everybody's just talking yeah. and shoving. But when you get out there, man, those guys are big. They they get after yeah. it. And when they get after it, man, look out. It makes you a little nervous. Robin Ventura still won't talk about Nolan Ryan to, to this day. <laughs> he wants nothing with that conversation. Listen to the bullpen with Adam the Bull on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Betting Weekly Game Bet Match on the Bet Rivers Network. Hello, everyone. It's Tuesday. It's Game Bet Match, the tennis podcast brought to you in association, which means myself and Sean Calvert give you an in depth look at all the games in action during the two or three this week ATP Tour events. Uh, Sean, how are you doing, sir? Not too bad, mate. Thanks. Yeah. All right. I think you. No, I'm a bit stressed actually. As I just said, I've, I've, I've had, I've, I've got all kinds of issues with the, with this is um, back. I've got problems with that. anyway. Enough about that. But what one thing we do that we do know, I'm okay. Our picks. Oh, I know you're, you're, you're always okay. You're always okay. You're always <laughs> finding the winners. That's what makes me happy. The fact that you find the winners for me, so that keeps me, that keeps me in good spirits. Uh, one thing is that is good though. Uh, if anybody watched the show on Sunday night when you gave some picks, at the moment none of them have started. So um, we, yeah. we've got our, our, our outright pick is still in, involved in Cordoba. But there's three tournaments this week. There's one in Cordoba. There's one in Dallas, uh, in America, the only indoor tournament in the American uh, tennis circuit this year. And mm-hmm. uh, we have a tournament in Europe, uh, in France, in Montpellier. Um, so you gave us a couple of tips, some of the yeah. picks. If you didn't in get court, on, yeah. why didn't you get on? Because the lines have moved quite dramatically on our picks, haven't they? They have, yeah. I mean, I, I was fortunate to get Serendolo at twenty-two to one. That's Juan Manuel Serendolo because there's obviously two Serendolos in uh, in the drawing quarter. But I got him at twenty-two to one. He's into seven to one now, and he's only played a set. He's played one set of tennis. What 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 what's the reasoning for that? I mean, is is, is the, the twenty-two to one was wrong clearly? Yeah, yeah. But the seven to one clearly must be wrong as well, must it? Seven to ones, yeah, a little bit of an overreaction, I, I think. Uh, he played one set against uh, Pablo Andujar that was an Andujar that was clearly injured and he's he's at the end of his career. Andujar retired after after one set of that particular match, um, and he's he's basically not, he's got to play Schwartzman, the number one seed in the next round, has Serendolo, and Schwartzman's only a marginal favourite. So you've you've got the top seed of Cordoba in his first match, and he's only just slightly favourite against Serendolo. So it just shows there's very little confidence in Schwartzman. Uh, I suggested at the start of the week that Corden was not ideal conditions for him. He's always said he doesn't like playing at altitude. So I think the bookies have just realised that, you know, Sarah, uh, Schwartzman is not is not a very strong favourite. And um, they've 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 taken a, a view that Serendolo has got a pretty good chance of making the final, which is the view I had in the first place. Yeah, I looked at the, uh, not the head's head, but look at the season form this season. This is going to be Schwartzman's first match on clay. Uh, and Serendolo has really played 14 and won 13 of them. Yeah, so, all in Argentina. All in apart Argentina. From apart from a couple, I think he played one or two in Concepcion, but mainly in Argentina, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it, looking at the match itself, the Schwartzman v. Serendula match, would you think that even the odds now, Schwartzman is a fade, or do you think 
just happy with what you got. I'm just I'm happy with the twenty-two to one. I mean, all, all you can do really in this in this game is try and find the value, isn't it? If you've got the value, you, you still need to get a bit of luck on your side. Um, but if you're betting at the right prices, you know, long long term, you're going to make a profit, aren't you? You're not always going to win, but you're going to win more than you lose. And you're betting at the right prices, you're going to do well eventually. Exactly, and we've also got some value on some other first round matches. Yeah. Overnight in in Argentina and in Dallas. Um, if you missed yeah. Sunday's show, just just give us a quick breakdown of the bets we've got coming up to today. Yeah, we've got Pedro Martinez. I tipped him at 2.2 uh, plus 120 uh, to beat Gary, and that's moved slightly. Martinez is round about evens now, so he's he's come in a little bit there. Um, but the, the other bet that we had in Dallas, which was tiebreak played, wasn't it, in um, Oscar Otto against Eubanks, I can actually find that. That was uh, 1.92 minus 109. That's come right into 1.68, which is minus 147. So big, big move on that. I, I did think that prize was a bit generous in the first place. And a few people have agreed and, and the layers have, have taken another look at it and, and brought it considerably in. No value now unless you got on early, but uh, very, much, very much value if you got on um, on Sunday. You have to watch Game Better Match on a Sunday to get all the early value. It's all about getting the value of this game. Uh, if you haven't, if you're new to us and just want to join us, the Cordoba game is 2 p.m. Eastern time where we have Martinez for us. But the odds you're going to get now are minus 103, actually, with Bet Rivers. We picked it up here at plus 120 on Sunday. I don't know if it's a phrase that you have in America, but the early bird catches the worm. It's a very uh, well-known phrase over here. And the early value... Mr. Calvert finds the early value. Um, Sean, look at those matches as well, looking in good shape on, on the market. We've beat the book. Let's see if we can beat the yeah. player. Um, there are a couple of matches you want to talk about, which uh, we haven't really spoken about. We won tournament. It's, it's Montpellier. Uh, there's three yeah. games that you've highlighted here to have a look at. Um, and these are played on Wednesday. Is it, or is it Tuesday? These are Wednesday matches, yeah. These are Wednesday matches. matches. So these are the matches that Sean has highlighted for us. There's three games. Uh, we've got Ruzavora, uh, minus 104, against Yima, minus 120. Uh, Ugo Humbert, minus 136, against Davidovich Fakina. I've just chosen the most difficult names for you, by the way. That do you know what I think? Do you know, I, 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 still, I get a bit of criticism about my uh, pronunciation of names. I think I'm getting a little bit better. You are with all the practice, yeah. I'm just giving I mean, you the really I, I hard ones. I, I think I am getting a little better. And then we've got Bublik uh, as an outsider at plus 130 against Gregor Berre, uh, minus 154. So they're the three games mm. over in France. We haven't got the order of play yet, but check out the Bet Rivers website when you're uh, overnight tonight uh, or later on today. You will see what time these start. But these are on Wednesday. Uh, Sean, take us, talk us through these games and what your thought processes are on these three matches over in France in Montpellier. Yeah, I think the first thing to say about Montpellier is that it looks it looks even slower than ever this year. It's It used to be reasonably paced, Montpellier, but it's, it seems to have become slower and slower. Um, the first 14 matches, and that includes mainly qualifying matches, there's only 74% holds for serve and 68.6% first serve points won. Now, if you compare that to Cordoba, there's actually been 75% holds in Cordoba so far. So it's actually it's actually playing very, very similar pace if you, in these stats in Cordoba than it is an indoor hard in Montpellier. It's early days yet. You normally get that, that, that number will go up as the better players Come into the come into the draw in Montpellier, but seventy four percent holds for indoor hard tournament. That's and sixty eight percent first serve points. On that's very very slow. 
that's something that perhaps people can bear in mind when they're thinking about this tournament because you normally think indoor hard pretty quick but not on the evidence of what we've seen in the, in the recent years and so far this year. Um, so the first match then, Ema against Rusevoir. These two know each other really well. Um, they played uh, on four occasions. It's 2-2 um, on the head-to-heads. All the matches have gone to a final set. And it's been extremely return-oriented matchup. It, all, it always is with Ema anyway. It doesn't serve particularly strongly and he returns pretty well. Um, they played three times on outdoor hard. Two of them were in pretty quick conditions uh, as well in Adelaide and Washington, D.C. They're both quite quick tournaments, those. Um, but the holds of serve, 64% for Ema, 62% for Rusevoire. Um, Return points won, 45% for Ema, 44% for Rusevoire. So it's it's been a struggle for either of these guys to hold serve. An absolute ton of breaks. Uh, so far in this particular matchup. And Rusevori, you look at his game, he has got a really attractive game when he's on, but he just doesn't get enough out of his first serve. Um, And he's only winning 40% of second serve points in this particular matchup. They both played a lot of tennis lately. Um, Ema played, after the Australian Open, Ema went to a challenger and took a a wild card into qualies in Belgium, played seven matches there, got to the final, lost to David Goffin. Rusevori has played a fair bit as well, Davis Cup, um, just, just at the weekend, just gone. Successful, very successful weekend, actually, for, for both of them. Both They both won, Sweden won and Finland won. Um, particularly great win for Finland against Argentina. They'll be absolutely delighted with that. It's a reason for why he should be buzzing. But what what a difficult match to call this is. I've, I've highlighted it because the stats are so return-oriented for, for matches that have been played on very quick or reasonably quick conditions. If I was having a bet in this, which I'm not, um, I'd, I'd be tempted to go for three sets or over games because it, it's just one of those matchups that's been very topsy turvy. You know, lots of breaks to serve, very few holds, and it's been a difficult one for Bruce White on second serve. He's just he struggled to win points away from his first serve. So a very interesting one that. Um, as I say, I'd probably go with overs or, or over sets in that one if I was having a bet. I think I, I've come from it a similar angle as you. I'm looking at the four previous matches between these two players, 29 games in total, 32, 26, and 29 in the mm. four games. They're averaging around about 28, 29 games in those four encounters. Obviously, it's a different service and a different time in the career, but uh, with the stats you said there as well, really does point to over the games, and the over 22.5 line is the call here, which is minus 114, and obviously that would have very easily cashed in all four previous encounters. Uh, the next game mm. we want to talk about is Ugo and Bear against Davidovic Vakina. Um, yeah. Judging that, that you, I don't know where you're going to come from here, but you know, <laughs> if you're saying that the conditions are going to be quite slow, yeah. um, Humbert is obviously a big server. Humbert has, hasn't won a game indoors yet this season. He's only played one game, but he hasn't won a game yet. Uh, and the market, has suddenly come a little bit for Ugo and Bear. He's become down, bet down to minus 136. I'm judging by the conditions here. You might have a bit of a lean for the Spaniard. I, I just think this is this is too short on Humbert. Mm. Um, when he's been priced up as favourite at main level, he's lost 11 of his last 17 matches when he's been priced up as favourite. So you've if you've been backing him as favourite in the last year or two, you've gone you've gone straight to the poorhouse. Um, it, it's it's. I would like to back Davidovich McKinnon on the basis that it is quite slow. As I said, it's 74% holds the service. It's 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 very slow. But Davidovich McKinnon's record on indoor hard is shocking. Um, he's 
zero five um, win loss in the last year. He's only held serve fifty nine percent of the time, and his last ten matches on indoor hard at main level, he's only won one of them, and he's won fifty five percent of his uh, service points indoors in the last twelve months. So, so he he can't hold serve, but Humbert is just as I said, he's he's a record as favourite is is poor. Um, I am tempted to back Davidovich Vigino on these prices. I think Humbert is basically short because he's started to show a bit of form and he played pretty well in the Davis Cup. So his confidence is perhaps on the rise, but that's that's too short for me. Yeah, it does seem very uh, very short considering the conditions as well. And Davidovich Vigino always starts seasons pretty well. Last season he did very well. And he's, he's shown some good form coming into the year as well. Plus 110 here. I think that may be a, an odds or a price that... Uh, the books have looked at looked at the conditions and haven't delved too deeply in the conditions. Haven't looked at the the course pace as you said. Uh, see it hard courts indoors and think Umer's got to be the favourite. Maybe the wrong favourite. Very then. nervy as well. Sometimes in France, I've seen him be extremely nervy playing mm. at home in France on there in these sort of tournaments. Definitely would be him at minus one three six. Absolutely no chance. The French in France they never never do very well. We saw Caroline Garcia last week reach the finals, a heavy favoured favourite, and got beaten straight sets. And traditionally, they don't really, they let you down quite a lot at low odds. Songa so. was decent, wasn't he? He was probably the best of them. I'd say he had yeah. the most about him in terms of ment- uh, mental approach, mental strength. The rest of them, you know, very flaky. Very generally. flaky indeed. Uh, let's move on to the final game. Uh, this is an interesting one, very interesting one. Alexander Bublik up against uh, Barrer. Uh, Bublik mm. is the outsider here, despite being almost 25 places higher in the world rankings than his opponent. Mm. Uh, Barrer is obviously an, another uh, home base player. We're saying about we can't tr- trust the French players in these kind of conditions. But Bublik here has a dreadful record so far this season. Hasn't won a game, a match mm. in 2023. Going into Coming into the season as well, he lost the last four, 0-8 in his last eight games. Um, we never know what Bublik to expect. Um, Indeed. But Barrer is bang average, but he is in form and he has just come on the back of a, a challenger win. Uh, I know yeah. you quite like a pick here, uh, and I'm, it's quite surprisingly, really, given the form. Yeah, I'm t- I'm taking Bublik here, it, just on the basis that he's had the extra day to prepare. Uh, I mentioned in the Sunday show that he's playing, or was playing, on uh, in Davis Cup uh, on clay in Chile. So he's had very little time to, to come back. But I think the tournament have been really fair to him. Uh, he is the defending champion in Montpellier. Mm-hmm. Um, they could have given him a Tuesday start and made it massively in favour of Barrer. They're giving him a Wednesday start. We don't know what time yet, but I would assume on the on the basis that he's the defending champion and he's playing a Frenchman, I would assume this is going to be one of the night matches. I can't imagine they'll put this on at like lunchtime. Um so he's had he's he's had probably just about enough time now to get back from Chile and sort of get himself sorted. You never really know what to expect of Bublik, but I'm assuming here this is this is the first time in his career that he's had the opportunity to, to defend a tour level title. He's only won the one title which was obviously here in Montpellier last year. I just think our statistics, they're just very much in favour of Bublik. Um, I mean, Barrer has played 47 matches at main level. And he's only won 14 of them, which is a, a 30% win rate. He does well in challenges, as you said. Uh, he won that one um, in Kimpare, wasn't it? Uh, just after the Australian Open. He, do, he, does, he does that. He's very good at challenger level. Does struggle to step up, though. Um, his last 10 matches... At main level indoors, he's won three, uh, won three, lost seven. Uh, he's only won sixty-two percent of his service points, thirty-three percent of his return points. So his total is ninety-five. It's very mediocre. Public is five, uh, five points better than that on a hundred. 
and he was 9-6 win loss on indoor hard last year. Um, so as public is a, a reasonable amount ahead on those statistics. And if we just take the, the stats from Montpellier in in Bublik's career, he's played seven matches, won six, lost one. Uh, and his service hold and break total is 110, which is excellent. So he should he, he should be coming here. He's, he should be looking forward to this, having struggled and toiled away on clay, which he hates, but he's done it for his, his nation in Davis Cup. Now he's come here as the defending champion. We should see him in a, a different mindset. He's also dropped quite a few ranking points because he, he obviously won this title last year, but it was played the week before. So his, his points have come off already and he's now down towards the bottom of the top 50. So he needs a bit of a boost on that. Um, the head-to-head is 2-1 in favour of Bublik. Last time they played was on a slow indoor hardcourt in Rotterdam. Similar similar paced indoor hardcourt to this. Bublik won it as very, very marginal favourite. Now you're getting um, plus 130 about him. I, I'm, happy, I'm happy to take that. It's obviously a risk involved that he's... He's not up for it when he's coming back from the Davis Cup. But with the fact that he's defending champion, I think it's worth the risk at that price. Well, there's a price and a price, isn't there? You know, and plus 130 mm-hmm. defending champion is worth a go. I mean, we never know what Bublik's going to turn up. He could be absolutely brilliant one week or absolutely atrocious. How many underarm serves he's going to throw in? Uh, what's he going to well, do? Well, SDM was doing them yesterday against Basilashvili. And SDM was doing the old underarms. He must, be, he must be still injured. That's why he's probably buying a little bit of time. Um, there is another, yeah. yeah, there is another tournament we have um, this week as well. Which you, another look at uh, one of the matches around. It's in Cordoba, and you picked out a game to have a look at here. A match between Albert Ramos Vinolas, the veteran left-handed Spanish player, against Zuzan Laovic. Um, Laovic mm. is a player who's coming over the years had a lot of potential. hasn't really lived up to his potential. He's had a couple of big wins in his career in the early part of his career, but Albert Ramos Vinolas just grinds it out at this type of event year on year and uh, never seems to do anything else other than this season, but he's had a very, very poor start to 2023. Uh, he is mm. the favorite here at minus 143 and Leovich is plus 105. And I know that Sean Calvin would not be talking about this match if it wasn't for the fact he liked, or he was tempted by the outsider. There's no way in a million years, uh, Ramos Vanolis will be carrying any of the Calvert millions at minus 143. Are you sure? I'm I'm certain. Okay, yeah, you're right. Um, <laughs> I, I'm not going to back Leibovitch because I, I don't really trust him, but I am extremely tempted to back him, I have to say. On the basis of the matchup, I know they've not played for about four years. They've played, um, I think, four times in total. One of them was a retirement. Um, Leibovitch, the statistics of the matchup, I know it was a few years ago, but... It, they haven't really changed much as players in the last four years, Leibich and, and Ramos. Not like they've developed in their late 20s or early 30s, particularly. Um, and Leibich has won 71% of his service points against Ramos. And he's held serve 91% of the time, winning 83% of his first serve points. So Ramos has been absolutely nowhere near the Leibich serve, which incidentally should get a little bit of extra pop with it being slight altitude at Cordoba. So it's, it's a matchup that's heavily has been heavily in favor of Leibovic. Leibovic has also had a, a match here already in Cordoba. He, he won yesterday against Varillas. So he'll be attuned to the conditions. Ramos, as you said, he's only won one of his last, I think it's, yeah, last 10 matches. Mm. You know, at the age of 35, how long can he keep playing that grinding style of his? You know, he never win, wins matches easily, does he? It's, it's, or rarely does. It's always a big effort for him. I just wonder what he's got left at the age of 35. I mean, he's looked... He's looked in his mid-50s for about the last 10 years. 
I know how he feels. <laughs> well, he's only 35. Um, apparently. So am I. So am I. Oh, okay. I forgot about that. Yeah. I just think it's it's attempting one with Livich being underdog. I think this is perhaps priced on the fact that Ramos has done so well at this tournament before. He's 12 and 3 in Cordoba. Won it, uh, I think it was last year, and also made another final here. So he's got a great record, but his stats here aren't aren't that good. His service points one and return points one only add up, adds up to a hundred, which is okay. But you wouldn't have thought it would be good enough to make back to back finals. Um, if we look at their last fifty main level matches on clay, there's there's not a lot in it. It's a slight slight edge to Ramos. He's on hundred and two in terms of service points one and return points one. Livich is on a hundred. I just think it's. If you're backing Ramos at odds on, you're taking a, a big old chance here. It's a matchup that he's struggled with in the past. He's not in form. He's, he can't be confident. He hasn't won a match for oh, many matches for a very long time. And he's now 35. And he's defending points from last year. I just think it's a, a very tricky one. I'm, I am tempted to back Leibich. I, I, just, I just don't trust him. That's the problem. If I trusted him more, I'd be backing Leibich in this one. Yeah, I mean, he's got to be the bet here at plus money. I mean, Ramos, Villalobos at minus 143. Not for me. He can grind it out. He can be involved in a long, horrible, nitty gritty kind of long three setter where he just and that's the way he might win this. Yeah, it's the only Maybe. way he can win, get into the head of Lavich. But it, it, when it comes down to natural talent, I think Lavich could blow him away if he wanted to. But Vinolas is an old veteran, thirty-five years of age, left-handed, very difficult. It's to a play tough one, against. isn't it? But yeah, just on the basis on of that matchup, I just, I just think if you've if you've been that dominant on serve as Lavich has, if he serves well in these slight altitude conditions you know i think he's got a decent chance again he's just he, he does struggle to get over the line he does struggle to close matches out live it's like that would worry me i'd be nervous as a kitten watching this if i was if i'd had a bet on live but i am i am tempted i have to say so really for you then sure just the one pick one pick on the uh the matches uh on wednesday and that's we're going to go for Bublik, talking about trusting people, you're putting your trust mm. in Bublik. <laughs> you've yeah. ruled out trust with uh, Lajovic, you've ruled out trust. If, in, I, if uh... I did both of them, I'd be uh, I'd be on tenterhooks for the whole day if I'd back Bublik and Lajovic. It'd just be a, a recipe for, for stress and pain, I think. I think it's worth backing Bublik. Just, I think his price is the more attractive of the two. And I think if he's in the mood for it, that that's that's it's, a, it's going to go on by the two ways, isn't it? He's going to be up for it. And he, he quite he quite likely will win that match, or he's just gonna not interested at all. But with him being defending champion, I think he should should be motivated to to go well. Just the one pick from Sean in Montpellier in France, defending champion Bublik at plus one thirty to beat the Frenchman Berrer. We said the French aren't to be trusted in their homeland in these major tournaments. They don't really have a great record on it. Uh, remember that Sean has some picks overnight, which you can catch if you go to the Bet Rivers Network on YouTube and click on Game Bet Match. You can see it. We can download the podcast, whichever one of your podcast, preferred podcast providers, you will see his picks for the night. So it's not only on Wednesday as well. We've got picks throughout the night tonight in Cordoba, in Dallas as well. So there's three tournaments there all covered for you in the next 24 hours. Lots of picks for you. And the market has moved very quickly. So if you are going to bet a Bublik, you want to make that move now because judging by what we've done in the last couple of days, the market is watching this and the pet, the bettors are following us in with their hard-earned cash. Uh, myself and Sean will be back on Thursday where we look at this tournaments at the later end and hopefully we 
cash and winners and we turn our minus 0.24 into profit this week. Um, I'm back with James Blake tomorrow and we'll look at the state of American tennis doing very well. Probably look at Alicia Parks, who just won her first WTA tournament to see how, where her career can go. And Roy Giovanni on the WTA tour is in fine form as well. He tipped Parks last week at 9-1 to one, and he's already had a, a couple of winners today as well. So check that out on the podcast and make sure you subscribe to at because we win on our Twitter handle. Um, Sean, thank you very much for joining me as always. Um, short and sweet today, but uh, we've only got a few bets and we've got some big bets lined up as well. So take care. Hopefully you catch some winners and we'll see you all again. Myself and Sean will be back on Thursday, but I'll be back tomorrow with James Blake looking through some more tennis action across the ATB tour and the WTA tours. Thanks for listening to Betting Weekly Game Bet Match on the Bet Rivers Network.